Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gore Kong, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about their companies with us today. I'm happy to have them for the first time ever. Russ Rossi is present CEO of Quizam Media, trades on the CSC under QQ, and for friends of the U.S., QQQFF. For those of you who are new to the story, uh, this is what you need to know. Quantum One, because you see over his left shoulder, Quantum One Cannabis is a wholly owned subsidiary of Quizam Medium. Uh, high quality cannabis products are being retailed. In the past 12 months, uh, they've opened up stores in North Vancouver, Vernon, Grand Forks, Caramus, Preston, and their sixth store flagship location was announced on February 15th, and that should be closing soon. What's that translate into? Quarterly revenue is accelerating. Last year, quarter ended November, $138,000. This November 20th, this November uh, 2020, $954,000. Do the back of the napkin math. You see what their growth is like. But they're more than just a cannabis retailer. Let's find out about them. Russ, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, George, good to be here. Um, we're in Vancouver, of course, and uh, it's nice to talk to you. You're like 3,000 miles away in Toronto. I hope it's not snowy. It is snowy, uh, but we'll get you here just to just to make sure you don't miss it too much. Beautiful, beautiful. Looking forward to it. Listen, happy to have you here because uh, as much fun as we're going to have, just that that revenue acceleration year over year over you know, in the in that quarter in November is fantastic. But before we talk about that, what I want to find out first is, Quizam Medium as a company, how do you bridge from Quizam Medium to Quantum Cannabis? Well, Quizam Media uh, was a media company and a learning company, and we originally started just pre-cannabis legalization, doing a lot of cannabis education for the government, for the Liquor Control Board, for different agencies that were going through the migration of illegal cannabis to legal cannabis. So we're getting rid of the stigma. We're working on the different, uh, uh, you know, there, there, were, there were a lot of falsehoods and a, a lot of uh, mystery about, uh, about cannabis. And we suddenly found ourselves pivoting from not just being an education center, but we saw some uh, opportunities to get into retail. And we like the retail play because we have a lot of experience in management. We have a lot of uh, experience with technology and tracking management. So all of a sudden we find ourselves uh, with uh, six, I guess we got six British Columbia licenses. We now have five locations up and running. And uh, we're now running with a full team of thoroughbred stallions on a, a, a beautiful journey race of uh, the cannabis retail, BC, dominating it as a footprint and being very successful with all of our rollouts. Yeah, and that quarterly revenue number I talked about, $138,000 quartering in November 2019, now $954,000. So that's some pretty rapid growth there. Are you, what's the basis? Obviously, because you've opened up these five locations in the first 12 months. Is it safe to say that they're still accelerating? They're still coming up to speed and growing, but they're doing so well already? They are. Every month is better. They're growing. Uh, wait till you see our next quarter release, okay? Uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a hint, hint foreplay there. I mean, we now have a fasten your seatbelt policy in our office. It's added to our dress code. Things are moving so fast. Uh, we are hiring new accountants. Uh, we're hiring new management. Uh, we're we're using our um, our expertise with technology and 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 monitoring and management. You know, to supercharge uh, the efficiencies of of, of this uh, of the cannabis retail play. Um, it's super exciting and we're really excited about it. And we're, we're, we have new opportunities. We're allowed to have eight uh, offices in BC right now. And we're at five. I think we will have eight by the end of the year. We of course can get into other, other offices in, in other provinces like Ontario, which is a target we, which we have on our radar. 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's growing and it's not just growing because of adding new stores, the, the, the revenues per month grow per store. I mean, it is, um, it is. So you're getting um, both organic growth yes. and you're getting new, new store growth. You're getting them both happen at the same time, which is, this perfect. is like, this is like, you know, the gold rush, the, uh, the, the dot-com rush, the fax machine rush, the telephone rush. I mean, it is a new era where cannabis that for years has been illegal. People have been in the back alleys and closets doing it. It's now legal. And, and they're, they're saying, hey, this is, this is like similar to alcohol where um, there's a lot of benefits to it. They can be used socially. You're not like a freak by being involved in cannabis. And that, and that uh, stigma is slowly disintegrating thanks to, to companies like us. And uh, the, the demand is increasing and increasing. And why do people, all the people that have been using it for this many years, they rather go to a, re a retail store where they know it's safe, Absolutely. know exactly what the percentages are. It's very convenient. I mean, this, I mean, just look at how big the alcohol market has been over the last 80 years. Cannabis is going to mimic it. And it's, it's, it's billions of dollars. And you guys, you guys aren't, in order to be growing that way, you're not just doing the standard, uh, all right, George and Russ can open up a store, stock some shelves, hope people walk in. You guys are looking at cannabis 2.0 products. I'm looking at candies, creams, drinks, right? What are you guys seeing there? Why, why that cannabis 2.0 style of product? Well, I mean, there's in, in the past, a lot of people that like cannabis always thought of cannabis as being like a joint or, you know, a reefer, or a but, but cannabis is, is, is in a lot of other products. I mean, uh, people are finding, you know, there's, there's people that don't like to smoke, but they would, they, but they enjoy either some of the medicinal benefits of cannabis, whether it's just the CBD or in some cases, the THC, we find some clients are using it for, for sleeping. Others are using it for anxiety. You can take it in the edibles. You can have it as a drink. I mean, there is a whole arena of possibilities that are being explored and are being uh, uh, introduced to the market. They didn't realize. So now cannabis doesn't just mean smoking a joint. It means a and whole I, array and, of other products. And I got to admit, I fall into that category because I don't smoke. Uh, I've never smoked a, uh, a cannabis, but I'm looking forward to drinks, for example, cannabis infused drinks, because I drink wine on the weekend or I drink some coolers by the pool yeah. on, on, on a Sunday. Why not try a cannabis infused drink? And that's what I like about what you're doing because you're opening up your market to, to people like me who are not traditional cannabis users. will probably never be. I don't see myself smoking, smoking it, but I would love to have it inside of, you know, the, these kind of products. Yeah. Um, so now, listen, so right, how, how right. do you guys pick these products though, Russ? Because are you, are you, you're not, you're, how are you sourcing them to make sure, you know, they live up to your standards? Well, you know, I mean, it's very much, I mean, first of all, a lot of the suppliers send, um, send marketing pieces to our different teams. So we have, a, we have a buyer's team and we also have individual managers, you know, at the store. So every store manager has a responsibility on our weekly meetings to talk about what the demands are, what people are looking for. So you'll find that, you know, in one, one of the stores, let's say out in Karameas, which is about 200 miles to the east of Vancouver, you know, that that city population likes to have uh, maybe a different product than our North Van store, which is like, you know, uh, just basically downtown core Vancouver. And uh, we, we, uh, we, put, we put that input in. So we're, we're responding to the demands of our clients. But on top of that, um, we get to look at everything we're buying is off. Everything that's available is off a, a website like Amazon for the BC, uh, the BC liquor and cannabis board. So we're able to look and see all the products that are coming out. And like any re good retailer, you, you want to try different products. And you say, well, this looks interesting. Let's try this out. If it sells, we buy more. If it doesn't, uh, we don't buy more. 
and we do uh, we do replenish. And one of our stores, we we buy product. I mean, we order twice a week, but at the very least, we order once a week. So you're forever updating your inventory. You're forever updating the products that are on the shelves. And of course, customers come in and say, hey, can you try this? Can, can you get that? And of course we get that. I mean, we have some clients that like, some clients like beverages, like you just mentioned. Others like uh, candies or edibles. Uh, others like chocolates for sleep. And then there are other ones that like the pre-rolls. Pre-rolls, which are like little joints. It's like a little package of cigarettes almost, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, something like well, to come in. Pre-rolled for you. Yeah, we got a client. I mean, I'm not sure what some buy the maximum. There are limits that we're allowed to sell to a, to a single person in a day, but there are people that come in once a week and they buy like you know five uh, five packs of pre rolls. There's ten in the pack, and that's their fix every day. What they like to come in and get, or sorry, every week, and they, they love the pre rolls. So there's still the people that like the pre rolls, but they just find it's a lot more convenient, like buying a pack of cigarettes versus rolling your own, right? So you're covering the whole gamut. And the other interesting thing about this is is they're looking at legalizing some more of these drugs. I mean, right now they're talking about magic mushrooms, possibly, right? They're talking about other drugs that might, might want to legalize. Well, where do you think, what's going to be the conduit for these, uh, for these items as they come out? It's going to be through the existing cannabis shops, right? So that's a very interesting potential that could exist that could, could even make oh, the, yeah. the I market think your product lines, Your product line is going to be expanding. And what I normally, I'm look, I'm a digital guy and I'm not a big fan of traditional retail. But the fact of the matter is, the nature of the product you're selling almost demand that you have to have a retail location. Like a guy like me, the mass market isn't going to walk, isn't, isn't going to order all these products for the first time online. I want to be able to walk in, see it, ask questions about it five times over. And I guess that's where, because you guys really emphasize education. Uh, as part, yes. You're more than just a cannabis retailer, right? You really emphasize uh, energy, education, and experience. So, Talk to me about that because I know that's not just a tagline. I know that you guys really inject that into your into your retail locations. So talk to me, talk to me about how that experience is different from me walking to your one of your stores versus walking into George's cannabis shop. If you go to our website, you know, kuzammedia.com, or you are if you are on our Instagram, there's often there's often little posts that have little educational se uh, segments about uh, different products and uh, about uh, about cannabis and the edibles and, and the, the, the different lines you can go down. If you go to our website or go to our learning site on Track TV, there's a whole cannabis section where you can learn about cannabis, about the history of cannabis, about the present day status of cannabis and where cannabis is going, where we think it might be going. So you can get educated that way. And that is our core business. Don't forget, that is our wheelhouse. I should say that was our wheelhouse before cannabis. Um, we are experts in one of the biggest uh, online training uh, companies for, uh, for the whole world. I mean, almost every Fortune 500 company has used us. And we are, we, we continue to do training right now, but in, in Zoom rather than in person. I mean, we've got a 6,000 square foot facility downtown Vancouver with classrooms where people like BCTEL, you know, British Airways, other, other clients send, their, send their, their personnel to get training. So training is our business. We know it. Uh, one of the things, how we use that in our retail stores? Well, one of our differentiators is we make sure that everybody, all of our, all of our team in each of our stores is super knowledgeable and educated about cannabis. Some of them might have some of their own education, some of their own experience. But if they don't, we onboard them with a learning uh, process that gives them some solid education and knowledge about the different products and about cannabis and cannabinoids and, and THC and CBD. And that's such a big differentiator. And it, it's the a big better and that's education, one of the, things. I mean, the better the customer. You come to a Quantum One store and number one, uh, you know, we're old school with the display. It's like jewelry counter displays. All our products are there. You can come behind glass and you can see everything that's there and you can get a full... Uh, a full sense 
of what's available. And then you could talk to one of our, one of our team members and they could, they could explain each product. They could tell what the, what the THC content is or what the CBD content is. And they, they, they know their product. So you're getting, you're getting, and you know, our, our number one, I mean, our, our, our tag, our mission statement is to give the best service in the world, right? It always has been to give the best service in the world. And we carry that forward with quantum one. So you're going to come into quantum one and number one, you're going to get the best service in the world, which we all want to get. And number two, you're going to get some knowledge if, if you need it. And, and some, you know, and not biased knowledge, just some objective uh, information yeah. about any product you want to ask about. So the five stores are going great. The sixth one you've announced is going to be your flagship. Talk yes. to us about this flagship. Is it flagship because of its size, flagship because of its location? Because uh, that's great when you're doing so well, five great stores, locations, and you're telling us number six is going to be our flagship. Yeah. Well, we have a... Um, we actually have, we're in play with a couple of locations right now, but the, the locations that we're looking at in Vancouver right now are very, um, uh, they, they, they have no competition within, with, with uh, that are nearby. Uh, they're high traffic areas. Uh, they're one of the biggest liquor stores in British Columbia is right across the street. Uh, so you have all of these, um, uh, all of these metrics that we've looked at in terms of uh, cannabis use, in terms of population, and they really fit the bill. North Van is right now is our flagship. And it, um, the ones we're looking at, we think are going to be bigger than North Van. Okay, bigger population, uh, bigger traffic, uh, bigger foot traffic. And one of the things about BC is they're very. Uh, the BC government offer offers uh, territory ownership for the different stores that we have. So unlike some of the other provinces, I mean, when you have a store, nobody can open up, you know, within like 500 meters of you. Okay, so you own that whole territory, which is significant. Okay, and that helps. Uh, you know, help protect the business and and help um, uh, reduce competition, which is which is unique. So we are opening in areas that have basically uh, a protected area to be able to service any cannabis customers. Okay, little to no competition in each of the different zones. What are the, what are the growth plans for for 2020? So this will take you to number six. Uh, you yeah. mentioned earlier hoping to get to eight. Is that is that the number for 2020 that you get to? And then what what are the next couple of years look like you mean 2021 2021 sorry <laughs> yeah, i'm still yeah, thinking so, about that growth from the quarter from november 2020 yeah so 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 our goals for 2021 are to have all eight stores in bc running okay and uh that would look you know i mean that could put hypothetically uh you know we, we do rely on safe harbor but you know our goal in 21 is to be is to be on track to, to between 15 and 21 million just from the cannabis stores in bc we think by the end of, of 21, we could also be entering into some potential stores in the Ontario market, which we have been looking at uh, loosely now. We, but, you know, we have our hands full with this. We don't want to bite off more than we can chew. Uh, keep in mind, we're growing organically. So we're using profits to grow. Uh, that's helping to keep our dilution down. Uh, we're not doing any huge private placements. We have zero debt. So we're kind of a unique situation right now where nice. we have positive cash flow and we are growing organically. That's only going to help our market cap in the end. And then um, getting in the end of 21 into 22, we have, uh, we have some significant uh, operations we're looking at in the US market, not the least of which is in California. Can't talk too much that about that stuff How right much now. of that is spurred on by the new Biden administration and thinking and-, uh, and, and A lot, and a lot. I mean, friendly administration. I mean, uh, Biden, the Biden administration has been hinting that they wanna legalize um, cannabis federally. And that, that can be a huge win for us, okay? Um, there, there are so many banks, federal companies, U.S. companies, even some Canadian banks that are dragging their feet because it's federally illegal in the U.S. 
and potentially, although it's never happened, there are some um, you know legal ramifications to going against federal law in the U.S. So that's kind oh, of yeah. that's putting the brakes on, puts the brakes on to, um, to to a lot of avenues. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see what's going to happen to the Canadian uh, cannabis stocks if the U.S. market goes illegal. Right out of the gate, there's going to be at least a thousand public companies eager to ramp up as fast as they can. And what does that mean? That means acquisition. That means roll up. What does that also mean? It means like three, four time market cap expansion of any Canadian CSE company that's in cannabis because there just are none in the U.S. Very, very you know, few. Makes sense, but a lot of people don't see that. But the Americans are going to want to scale. There's, there's this untapped either stock and cash just waiting for M&A that they can't use. Exactly. But they're busting at the seams. So, oh. you know, that's going to take a while. So, you know, it'll probably take, I'm not sure if it's going to happen in 2021, uh, but it, it sure might. But you're ramping up right at the, right at the perfect time. I think we are 100%. I think you've seen some increase already to the Canadian cannabis stocks. Um, and a lot of it is because of the U.S. Uh, the U.S. administration. They've always been pro-cannabis. I mean, there are many states in the U.S. that are pro-cannabis, but it, um, it's very logical that federally they will next because can't, because the administration is is, is a pro to doing that, and they're missing out some tax revenue. So um, why not do it? Uh, heaven knows the budget in the U.S. needs as much revenue as they can get. So it would be a logical. It'd be, it would make logical uh, sense to go legal in the states, and that I mean that'll just dwarf the Canadian market. I mean the investment money that's available in the states. The, uh, I mean, they are, they're, the markets are huge compared to what we are in Canada, okay? Yeah, we are pretty well the only public markets that are in cannabis right now, and, this, and that's a CSE. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, a big part of, and I'll, maybe I'll wrap this up with this question because there's so much to talk about, but I think we've, we've, we've covered a lot. A big part of small cap at the beginning is, all right, sounds like a good business plan. George Com here, but who's George? Who are the who are the guys there? Have they done this before, or or is this just George thinking he can run a public company? And you've had great, you've had some great success running operations for the you know. And, and talk to us a little bit about that because I think everyone should know about you. And you don't have to go through the whole team, but it's definitely important for them to know that this isn't just a bunch of guys getting together in suits thinking they can pull this off. Um, we, we, are, we are a super seasoned team that has been involved with global operations uh, in the IT business in the past. Um, if, if you look at the series of businesses that I've been involved in uh, for years, you know, we, we've, we've started thing, we started business organically, we grew them, we sold them, okay? Uh, we've, been, we've been running this public company uh, for, for several years. We have a great administration team. We have great technology. I mean, we're an audited company. I mean, our accounting systems, our management systems, uh, everything is paperless. Uh, we have written some of the most comprehensive uh, client management systems for companies around the world. We're using that stuff. We're partnering some of the uh, POS systems that we're using for quantum, uh, and we are partnering with our client management system. So we, we're measuring metrics. Uh, we've at, uh, we've, we're measuring uh, ways to increase our market. Uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's a very, very, uh, it's, it's, it's a great time uh, for managing expansion because it's all online, it's all controllable and um, super scalable. I would say we're probably running right now at 15% at, at uh, uh, potential. I mean, I, I could ramp up five times and I would still, uh, we, we, we still have some, some depth, okay? Um, we've probably got, our, in terms of our, our, our senior, our management team, 
and our directors, we've got probably a combined 100, 100 years of experience, okay? And so um, the, the management side, the business side, the cash flow side, uh, I, mean, I mean, those are all very well solidified into our business DNA. It's a no-brainer, okay? We're now getting into the cannabis market, which is a retail play, and it's almost like an oligopoly where it's protected businesses. We're, we're taking the experience that we have from our other businesses and, and we're, we're slapping it on and can now be able to use uh, that knowledge seamlessly so that we can expand our, our, uh, our retail play with, with very little error, if any. And that's not just theory because I'm going to repeat, revenue's grown for the quarter ended November from 138,000 in 2019 to 950,000, 954,000 for the quarter in November, 2020, five locations the past 12 months, six, one coming on, couple more, hopefully coming on in, in 2021. Zero debt, so, zero debt. Okay, so we, Yeah, that's not, fantastic, right? We're that's not straddled, we, we, did, we did this all organically. Uh, we are not straddled. Nor do you have 500, nor, nor do you have a ton of stock outstanding either, right? Ton of stock. We, we we may have to do a forward split for heaven's sakes. We, all we got is 15 million shares. We're like little babies. That, that's un, a, that's the unbelievable part that you're able one to of do our biggest, all this. One of our biggest problems flooding the market with shares or yeah. racking up your debt. We get called by the banks probably twice a month, just auditing, checking our cash deposits. They go, why, why are you depositing so much cash? Why are you depositing? How why are revenues? So come and have a look. We'll show you why. I mean, it has really accelerated. So you got a business. That you know, year one's doing hundred grand, and year two's doing you know five million. It makes their head spin a bit, and they go, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, of course we're all licensed, we're all legal, everything's good. But this is a great business, you know, and it, it, it's a great business. And if you manage it properly, it's an excellent business. Okay. Devil's advocate, competition though, it's going to be pretty, pretty fierce. Competition is fierce, and uh, one of the things that I explained earlier is that the BC government allows territorial rights, so it's not so easy. The bench, uh, or the, you know, the uh, the obstacles to getting opened are pretty intense. Okay, you have to you have to go through a very very strict screening process. You have to find an area that is available that hasn't already got a development permit or other people trying to trying to use it. You got to have some capital. You know, you got to have probably four five hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand capital to be able to do the waiting while you're paying rent to get approved. Nobody gets in BC. It's a year to get approved. Our approvals took a year. Okay, and I mean, and they're checking out, and I, you know, and we're pretty squeaky clean. Um, being directors of companies, even for each location, even now, they do it every separate. They, they do it separately. It's crazy. I mean, even if you get one, they start. They start from scratch every time. It's one of our. It's one of our bones of contention. We call government up sometimes, and even recently with a new one we're looking to acquire, they said, "Hey, do you have to check it from the beginning again?" Yes, we do. Everyone from the beginning. That's what they do, and they you know and they charge you. I mean, the application is probably 200 pages and they charge you $7,000 just to read it. So, I mean, it, it is a bit of a money grab for the government. Don't blame them. They're trying to get some revenue. That's but, why they um, did it. That's why they did it. The so barriers to entry. So if you look at pure competition's theory, barriers to entry are high. Okay. It's almost like an oligopoly. Okay. So I mean, it's not, not so much pure competition because you can't just go wherever you want and it's hard to open. You got to have a provincial license. You got to have a municipal license. You got to have a federal license. Okay. So it's not, just, uh, it's not just a driver's a license. Rush. Right. Got to have my, you know, one time they even asked me if I have my license for being so good looking. I said, yeah, of course I do. So it was <laughs> tough. <laughs> I'm teasing. I didn't have it on me. But um, <laughs> but I know it's a lot of licenses, a lot of paperwork, okay? And you get used to it. 
But um, you kind of see their point as well, because they're trying to make sure that the criminal element doesn't get into it. But they've really gone overkill. And um, that's fine. Maybe that's what they want to do first. They want to maybe overstep. And maybe they're going to back back away a little bit. I'm well, that's, that makes your business defensible too now, right? If you're, yeah. if you're location number one, that would be a real big hurdle for you. But you're, yeah. you're, on to, you're going to be up to location six pretty pretty soon well, here. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you as well too. I mean, for, I mean, we have some really tight controls. We're an audited company. So we've been through this for you know, eight years and we, we, we know what is involved at your audit. Now, if you don't have all of your ducks in a row, when audit time comes, first of all, I'll be spending 10, 20,000 more dollars. Second of all, you may miss your deadlines. Third of all, um, you could get uh, compliance or, uh, or you know, IROC or somebody all over you. So you really got to keep everything tight, okay? And that really helps. So I, when I look right now at, you know, the monumental task of running five stores with 35 staff and the kind of revenues we're doing, I mean, if you didn't know how to do that, that would be, uh, that'd be a, daunting, a, a daunting challenge, okay? And we know how to do that. Okay. We, we a walk, uh, a walk in the park for you. It's guys, a walk in the park. That part's a walk in the park. If anything, the, uh, the, um, not the struggle, but the challenge for us, which I think we've met quite well is getting to know our product, getting to know the market, getting to know what sells, what doesn't sell um, that, you know, how to stock it, how to keep it fresh, what we're looking at. So that was something that we weren't super acquainted with, but we've, we are now, I mean, we, we, we've learned it, we've done it, but the, but and, the backside, which we master, that could be difficult for someone that's not used to it. And now, Russ, we're super acquainted with you. We're super acquainted with the company. Uh, it sounds great. The numbers speak for themselves. Uh, this is more than just lip service. The numbers in terms of quarterly growth, the numbers in terms of store locations opened up the past 12 months, what's coming. Uh, glad to have met you. Glad to have you know, helped put your story out there and looking forward to having you back for the next one and the one after that and the one after that, because you guys are an unknown story right now, but I think that's going to change uh, in, in due course here. Thanks, George. Appreciate that. Um, Lord Kelvin said once that if you don't know it in numbers, you don't know it. And that's what we subscribe to. I got to tell you, George, this is great work. Great work on this interview. This is, this is the best interview yet. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for saying that, but hey, you make it easy because when it's, <laughs> when it's a good business, there's so much good stuff to talk about. If it's a bad business, then we're all stretching and grasping for straws, trying to find something to talk about. But uh, true, thanks yeah. for making it easy. Look forward to having you back on the next one, my man. Thanks, George. Have a great day. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast to Russ Rossi, President CEO of Kazan Media, trades on the CSC on the stock symbol QQ, and for friends of the US, QQQFF. The most important part of the company is quantum cannabis. You can see it. Uh, right over his left shoulder there and right on top, quantumcannabis.com. Go to those URLs, do your due diligence. Trust me, you're going to get fantastic information there. Take a look at the quarterlies for yourself. They're filed uh, and take a look at the company's last press release where they talked about opening their flagship location and they've already got the five previous. You put that all together, that's a pretty good due diligence at a market cap. That's you know not for me to say what it is, but I think when you see it, you're, you're going to realize that it's pretty good uh, value proposition for you. Just don't say 12 months from now. We didn't, we didn't tell you so because we did. Have a great day. See you next time.